Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. The travel industry all over the world has been hit hard by the pandemic. Airlines have already lost billions of dollars and roughly 100,000 airline workers have taken voluntary unpaid or low-paid leave. I've talked a lot on this podcast about how you can best protect yourself if you have to fly. But it's important to also hear from inside the airline industry about what the future holds for air travel. So today, I'm going to turn it over to my colleague, CNN anchor and host of her own podcast, Boss Files, Poppy Harlow. Poppy's going to speak with Delta Airlines CEO Ed Bastian, about how one of the largest airlines in the world is responding to the coronavirus. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Coronavirus, Fact versus Fiction. Ed Bastian, thank you so much for being here. Happy to be with you. All right, so give us an overview right now. What is the state of the airline industry today? Well, we just finished the July 4th holiday, and we had a pretty nice demand uh, pickup for the 4th of July. Today we're flying a schedule that's about 30% of what it ought to be at this time of year, but that's about twice where we were just a few months ago. So demand's picking up, but I'd say we're in a kind of a cautious pause right now. Let's talk about what it's like to fly right now. Delta has mandated masks for anyone who wants to get on your planes, but the federal government isn't, right? They're just recommending it How hard does that make your job, right? Do you want the federal government to mandate masks on all commercial airlines? It would certainly help, and I I do believe that would be a good action. I don't expect it to happen, though. So what the, the federal government has done is left it up to each airline to make their own decisions. So masks are mandated on Delta. And for any customer who's not wearing a mask will not gain access to the airplane. They need to be wearing a mask aboard. And... While you're on board, well, certainly if you if you need for something to drink or something to eat, there's there's limited periods you can take your mask off. Uh, but if a, a customer does not choose to keep their mask on, uh, that customer is going to lose their right to fly Delta for a period of time. And we 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 warned them several times uh, during the flight. We have had some uh, customers we've had to put on on those lists, but generally speaking, compliance is pretty good. So people who who refuse to wear their masks, you know. Essentially, their punishment is you can't fly Delta again for, for a while, at least. Just like wearing a seatbelt. If you refuse to wear a seatbelt, you're going to lose your right to fly Delta. It sounds like a federal mandate would help so much in terms of requiring masks. Have you called the White House? Have you called the administration and asked them to do this? Because you say, I don't think it's going to happen. And I wonder why you say that. Well, it's my... Uh... We, we have to, we've had those discussions with the White House. Uh, you know, the industry collectively uh, hasn't given a, a strong point of view on it. At Delta, I, I feel strongly about that, but I'm not sure some of my peers at other airlines feel the same way. All right, Ed, let's talk middle seats. Delta's promising flyers right now that you will always have an empty seat next to you. Can you help me understand exactly what that means? Does that mean under no circumstance will the middle seat 
be booked? That's correct. Uh, so we've announced through the end of September that we're going to cap our load factors at 60%. So the plane will not carry more than 60% of the customers on board the plane and that we are going to block all middle seats on those planes. And as a result of that, every customer will have the seat next to them open. And what I've said is once we get past September 30th, we'll see where the virus is, we'll see what demand looks like, but we will continue to block middle seats past September 30th. We just haven't set a, a long range date on that yet. The head of PR at United says, quote, when it comes to blocking middle seats, that's a PR strategy that's not a safety strategy. Is it a PR strategy? I, I think it's a really important safety feature and we've got a lot of, a lot of counsel on this that indicates why you can't logistically expect customers to sit six feet apart on planes. Distance matters, space matters, the fewer people you have on board matters in terms of restoring confidence. And uh, there's no question, the fewer people you have on the plane, the safer it's gonna be. That's, that's, that's simple math. So uh, Democratic Senator Jeff Merkley of Oregon, I'm sure you saw this. He tweeted a picture of himself on a flight recently. It was on American Airlines, and it was a really full flight. And he tweeted, how many Americans will die because you fill middle seats with your customers shoulder to shoulder, hour after hour? This is incredibly irresponsible, he writes. I wonder if you think he's right. And if you do, are you supportive of the legislation he says he is going to propose that would actually ban the sale of middle seats for all carriers during this pandemic? You know, I don't think middle seat blocking alone is the safety protocol that we need to look at. I think you have to look at all of the layers of protection that we've added. We've got electrostatic fogging. We fog every single flight before every flight takes off uh, completely uh, every single day. We have implemented you know, changes in the boarding procedures. We board from the back to the front. We have you know, implemented uh, other, you know, the, the filtration systems aboard our planes, the HEPA filters, we've increased the frequency of changing those out and the quality of the air that we measure is as pure as any air. It's, it's purer than the air you and I are breathing in our respective offices or homes on board the plane. So I think you have to look at the collect and the masks, the collective uh, components of the, of the experience to evaluate safety. I'd say middle seat blocking is an important part of that. I don't think it, in, in and of itself, any one of these, though, is, the, is a silver bullet. Given that you're not a physician yourself, who do you listen to for medical advice when it comes to making the decisions for Delta? Do you listen to Dr. Fauci? Do you listen to President Trump? I, I listen to all members of the medical community. I've got active dialogue with Dr. Faruja, for example, who is the CEO of the Mayo uh, clinic. I've, I speak to uh, Dr. Del Rio uh, down here at Emory in Atlanta. All of the all of the medical experts across this region, uh, in this country, to try to get the best insights and to, to coalesce the findings and, and try to figure out not just what we can be doing to keep people safe, but to get a sense for where the business is going to be headed. Because we're in a business of having to make plans for the future. How many planes to put out in the future? You know, how many, how, what, what staffing levels do I need to uh, anticipate? And knowing what the expectations are around the virus and the impact of the virus by region helps us inform us on some of those decisions as well. Does it trouble you, though, how political some of this has gotten? Ed, that, you know, discussions over masks have become political, that there's, you know, vocal disagreement between the president contradicting what Dr. Fauci says. I mean, I know it confuses many Americans. I wonder what it's like for you as a business leader. 
Well, I think the one of the challenges we're facing is that we've got a pandemic going on in a in an important election cycle. And as a result of that, you know, everything, it seems these days are politicized, not just the pandemic, but this, the challenges around social injustice and uh, economic inequality. And so I'm frustrated. I think I can speak for you know, corporate America. We're all frustrated with, with the politicization of safeguarding uh, the health and well-being of our employees as well as our customers. But the reality is we just have to make our own decisions as business leaders. Warren Buffett, he was a big investor in the airlines, including you guys. And, and earlier this year, he sold off his stakes. But he said, I don't know if three years from now that as many people will fly as many passenger miles as they did last year. You've got too many planes. Do you think he's right? I think he is right. I think it's going to take us two to three years as an industry to find that new level of normal. Uh, we're flying at scale, uh, both for business as well as for leisure. And I said many times myself, not only is it going to take two to three years, but this industry will be smaller uh, when we get there to that new level of normal. I think there's a portion of business travel that is inefficient today that probably will not come back. So I, I do think uh, Warren was right on that. Uh, I'm still optimistic about the future. I think we'll, we'll find uh, a new normal that will be a more resilient normal and a better normal for Delta. But it's going to be a tough two to three years. It's going to be very choppy. I just want to ask about what it's like to run a company in a moment like this. How do you think this crisis will define Delta? This will be the crisis that will define Delta. 9-11 happened. We thought at that time that was going to be the defining moment for our industry. And certainly the, the recession a decade ago was another defining moment. But this is the 9-11, the, the global recession, and, and then some all, all added together. And Frank Blake, who's our chairman, told me at the start of this to remember that crises don't build character, which people tend to think. Uh, crises reveal character, and they reveal who you are. Truer words have not been said to me throughout this entire last four months. So we have a, a real opportunity to get through this crisis as a, as a more resilient airline. I think resiliency is going to be something that's going to be redefined across corporate America, across our society. Uh, resiliency, both financially, our, our health, our, our, the stability of, the, of our business practices and business models, all of those will be defined as we, as we get through the next year. Ed Batch and I'm very grateful for all of this time. It, it was a fascinating conversation. Thank you. Thank you, Poppy. In normal times, last week's holiday would have been one of the busiest travel weekends of the year. It's a reminder that even as the number of people flying slowly increases, it's still gonna be a while before many of us get on planes again. The most important thing we can do right is to slow the spread of the virus. The sooner we do that, the sooner we can get back to travel. If you have questions, please record them as a voice memo and email them to asksanjay at cnn.com. We might include them in our next podcast. We'll be back Monday. Thanks for listening. Coronavirus Fact versus Fiction is a production of CNN Audio. Megan Marcus is the executive producer. Felicia Patinkin is the senior producer, along with Amanda Seeley and Nadia Kunang from CNN Health. Raj Makija is the senior manager of production operations. This week's episodes were produced by Anne Lagamayo, Evan Chung, Zach St. Louis, and Zoe Saunders, with additional help from Michael Nettleman. Our associate producers are Emily Liu, 
Aaron Mathewson, Madeline Thompson, and Rachel Cohn. Nathan Miller is our engineer, and David Toledo is the team's production assistant. Special thanks to executive producer of CNN Health, Ben Tinker, as well as Haley Drasnan and Ashley Lusk, Courtney Coop, and Daniel Cantor from CNN Audio. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.